Welcome to the Choose You Netcast. This is Jim Langlois with the word from Joshua 24, 15. Choose you this day whom you will serve, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. It's my prayer that this netcast will encourage and cheer you on as we join forces to draw the line in the sand, defending our faith and our households in the resurrection power of Jesus. Join me each weekday as we dig deeply into God's amazing word and bring up the rich treasures of his blessings. Are you ready? Choose you this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house. I said, choose you this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house. Good morning, Networld, and thank you for tuning in. We're continuing with our series called GGBW, or what that means is God's Got a Better Way. And we've been talking about how the Ten Commandments are the expanded version of Jesus' two commandments, and that they are still important as boundaries for success in life today. We've discussed the first commandment, which is do not worship any other gods besides me. The second commandment, do not make worship or bow down to idols of any kind. And yesterday we were finishing up on, do not misuse the name of the Lord your God. And I was saying yesterday how many people use the name of Jesus Christ in frustrations and anger. And it seems like both his name and the name God is used to curse. Well, God and Jesus are not cursers. They're not dammers. And in Matthew 18, 14, it says that it's not God's will that anyone perish. And Christ has redeemed us from the curse that the blessing of Abraham might come upon us out of Galatians 3, 13 through 14. So I finished yesterday by saying we should not misrepresent God's character by using his name inappropriately. We should not falsely use his name to make an oath or testify of a truth. We should never use profane utterances using his name. And we should never align his name with evil. Why? Well, because it's a lie. And just think, would you like it if someone used your name in a lie? Well, that's the third commandment, and I get that one too. It makes sense to me. But truth is, I'm guilty of having committed all first three commandments. But I'll tell you this, thank God for his forgiveness. Let me repeat our text verse for this series. It's out of Exodus 24, 12. Then the Lord said to Moses, come up to me on the mountain and be there. And I will give you tablets of stone and the law and commandments which I have written that you may teach them. Now, remember, this is the 10 moral laws that God wrote on stone himself. The commandments are mentioned in Exodus chapter 20, verse 4, and it starts with the three words, thou shalt not. I was talking with a fellow minister and he expressed the 10 commandments from a view of grace in a very interesting way. Instead of understanding thou shalt not from a negative correctional commandment view, because we have the law of God written in our hearts out of Romans 2.15, and we've been born again, as it says in John 3.3, and that we now have the Spirit of God residing within our spirit, well, then we can view the negative, thou shalt not, to be a positive, you will not. In other words, because the power of grace and love is within us, we, first, don't have to sin, second, don't will to sin, and three, are able to walk in the Spirit. We could also say it this way, what used to be death 
has now become life. Paul said in Romans chapter 7, verse 12, Therefore the law is holy, and the commandment holy and just and good. And he also wrote to Timothy in chapter 1, verse 8, and said, But we know that the law is good if one uses it lawfully. You see, the power of sin has been broken. We're no longer slaves to its prison, according to Romans 6.6. 6. Although we still have the ability to sin, we're no longer a slave to its nature, and we're free to choose. Like I said previously, even though we are free, we can still commit lying, stealing, adultery, and so on. This is not good advice, however. Crossing these boundaries still have consequences. The boundaries are there to keep us safe. It is wisdom to drive our vehicle in the middle of the lane. The roadway lines are there for our benefit. It is life to respect the boundaries. Is this not why we all have to be educated how to drive before we get our license? Remember, God told Moses to teach the Ten Commandments. The fourth commandment is, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. The Spirit-Filled Life Study Bible says, the Sabbath is to be a holy day set aside to God. The Hebrew word means to desist. One who's in a covenantal position with God is to stop the everyday activities of life and honor God with rest every seventh day. God had set the pattern in creation. Six days he worked. On the seventh day he rested. Yes, the Sabbath is a day set aside to worship God to bring our tithes and offerings to him, to hear the declaration of his word and to serve him. Some people observe the Sabbath on Saturday as Jews do. Some observe it on Sunday as Christians do. And some believe we should observe it every day in worship to God. However we observe or celebrate the Sabbath, we must understand one important principle. God worked six days and rested on the seventh. God knows us very well. He created us. If God himself rested and we are created in his image, then we need to rest too. All throughout the Old and New Testaments, we see the gathering of his people in the temple and in homes. Gathering in the temple or church for worship is very important too. Like rest, hearing the teaching of the word and worshiping God as his body is tantamount to our spiritual health. Remember, God's got a better way. Some have been offended or hurt in relationships in church. Yes, the gathering of the saints can be trying at times, but God wants us there. Rather than seeing it as a difficulty too frustrating to deal with, we need to see it as an opportunity to grow in our faith and become true disciples for Christ. Do we believe and trust God? Do we believe God knows best when he says, remember the Sabbath to keep it holy and do not forsake ourselves to meet together, which it says in Hebrews chapter 10, Verses 24 through 25, it says, And let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. Well, if the Ten Commandments are not relevant today, which ones are not relevant? All ten or just a few? Yes, I believe it is important to worship God every day. However, God says the Sabbath is a day, and that day is a holy day of rest. The King James Version Bible Commentary says, Far from being the most important, as insisted upon by some sects, the fourth commandment is the only commandment not repeated for Christians to observe in the New Testament. 
This dispensation of the law ended with Christ's death on the cross in which he took away such requirements as holy days, new moon observances, and the Sabbath day restrictions, quoting Colossians 2, 14-17. Even though believers now normally worship on Sunday, according to the new pattern of the dispensation of grace, it is best not to work without an interval of rest as God's original pattern shows. The six days of creation here referred to were literal solar days. Exodus chapter 20, verses 8 through 11. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work. But the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord your God. In it you shall do no work, you, nor your son, nor your daughter, nor your male servant, nor your female servant, nor your cattle, nor your stranger who is within your gates. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that is in them, and rested the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. The Bible Knowledge Commentary says, A day of solemn worship of God should be kept weekly. Keeping the Sabbath day holy means to separate it, the seventh day, from the other six as a special day to the Lord. People are to work in six days and worship on the seventh. This contrasted with the Israelites' slavery in Egypt when presumably they had no break in their daily routine. The basis for this commandment is God's creating the universe in six days and resting on the seventh. This was not to be a day of slothful inactivity, but of spiritual service through religious observances. For the violation of this command, God imposed on Israel the death penalty, quoting Numbers 15, 32 through 36. In the present church age, the day of worship has been changed from Saturday to Sunday because of Jesus' resurrection on the first day of the week, quoting Acts 27 and 1 Corinthians 16, 2. Well, this is not to be legalistic, but just consider the wisdom alone. In today's society, we've made capitalism a 24-7 and endeavor. Many of us call it the rat race, open businesses, people required to work, kids' sports programs. The list goes on and on. Do we take at least one day a week to rest, to be with family, worship God together, and talk about his word? Listen, God knows what he's talking about. He's not trying to hurt us. He wants us healthy, happy, and successful. Observing the Sabbath is simply supernatural wisdom from the mountain. Again, quoting Exodus twenty-four twelve. Then the Lord said to Moses, Come up to me on the mountain and be there, and I will give you tablets of stone and the law and commandments which I have written that you may teach them. You see, the first four commandments are about our relationship with God. First, do not worship any other gods besides me. Second, do not make worship or bow down to idols of any kind. Third, do not misuse the name of the Lord your God. And fourth, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. This is truly loving God. And Jesus, when asked by the lawyers what was the most important commandment from the law, he quoted Isaiah 6, 5. He said in Matthew chapter 22, verses 35 through 38, it says, Then one of them, a lawyer, asked him a question, testing him and saying, Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. The first great commandment is to love God with all our heart, soul, and mind. And Luke, in chapter 10, verse 27, adds the word strength. Now we have all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. 
In my view, that's just about everything. And the King James Version Bible Commentary says this, Love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind and with all thy strength. The multiplicity of words emphasizes the thoroughness and fervency that our love for God should embrace. And concerning the word mind, the Spirit-Filled Life Study Bible says it means literally a thinking through. The word suggests understanding, insight, meditation, reflection, perception, the gift of apprehension, the faculty of thought. When this faculty is renewed by the Holy Spirit, the whole mindset changes from the fearful negativism of the carnal mind to the vibrant, positive thinking of the quickened spiritual mind. I like that. The word quickened means to restore life. When we love God with all our mind, our mindset changes from negative fear to positive life. So, just as Jesus stated, we should love the Lord our God with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our mind, and with all our strength. Well, once again, we're out of time. We'll see you tomorrow, same time, same place, same channel. I call you blessed. You have been listening to the Choose You Netcast with Jim Langlois. If you have enjoyed this program, you can find out more about Jim Langlois Ministries on the Master's House website at tmhnow.org. That's tmhnow.org. On the media tab, you can listen to many more messages, subscribe to my daily devotional emails, and follow the link to my blog site. If you'd like to write me or become a financial partner with this ministry, my address is the Master's House, Post Office Box 1568, Mechanicsville, Virginia, 23116. That's the Master's House, Post Office Box 1568, Mechanicsville, Virginia, 23116. Online donations can also be made at tmhnow.org, and my email address is pastorjim at tmhnow.org. This is Jim Langlois saying be blessed, you and your whole household. Until next time. Choose you this day, but that's for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house.